This is Flowers on the Stage. Life has been good, man. We uh, ended the year with, I think, 116 shows and was just an incredible year for us. So many highlights, so many great times and just a lot of growth and just feeling very thankful and kind of carrying that energy into the new year. We're off for the next month or so and then we get back out there. So it's nice to to be home and kind of recalibrate and just take it all in. But man, what a year. Hell yeah. Much deserved. Thank you. So starting to stop, I'd love to hear how you would describe what it's like being in a band with the other guys in Eggy. Like specifically what you most appreciate about Donnie, about Mike and Alex. It's a family. We We love each other so much. We... I joke around all the time. It's like I, I recently I got married back in November to Katie and I, I've been with Katie for almost 10 years now. And um, but I'm also married to those guys <laughs> and we check in on each other and we care about each other and just are constantly trying to make sure that everybody feels good and feels comfortable and feels like their vision is being prioritized and just it's an honor to be able to to do what we love with the people that we love i feel like you you know you mentioned you guys are a family you were living together i'd love to hear like from the inside from the inside looking in not the outside looking in what what each of these guys is what it's like like help us get to know them from your perspective sure um well donnie i've known donnie since I was a kid in elementary school. And then we became friends when we were 12 years old and incredibly talented guy could do probably anything that he ever wanted to do. I mean, seemingly like it's always funny because anytime any of us pick up some new type of hobby or whatever, Donnie will kind of come in and be all naive. And then just all of a sudden just, he starts he starts raising the bar and we're like, Oh, I thought we were just having fun. Like we, there was an era in, in the eggy house where we were like doing stand up comedy where just like at any point, somebody can like be the announcer and call you in. And like, you just had to do it. And it was all fun and games until Donnie started pulling away from us. And we we're like, man, this is like actually getting good. And so that's like a, a great example of Donnie is just, he, He's a hard worker. He's incredibly bright and just has a knack for picking things up and 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 more than anything, like a uh, an openness to to doing so. Like he's he's good under pressure and he's he's good for the fun of it all. And I mean, I remember even once like we were at a a party with just a bunch of people we don't even know and we called him up. And like, he just excelled in that sort of environment where I think most people would be like, ah, no, 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 I don't really feel like doing this. And um, just a incredibly loving guy, very sincere, genuine and honest. Um, Mike have also known since high school. And like, I remember playing with Mike just always intimidated. Like there was for the longest period of time, uh, he just, he had such a depth in music and music theory and just knowledge. And I would always, I would always go to play with Mike and just kind of be shaking in my boots a little bit, just being like, man, how do I, how do I make this guy like impressed with what I'm doing? And it, it took a long, took a long while, like, and and we were great friends. Like we were going to shows together all the time. Like we'd listen to music together all the time. And and he he went to Berkeley. I stayed in Connecticut and kind of just like as I was starting to like build my own thing, I'd always been writing music. But like the more time that I kind of 
got to be more in tune with myself as a musician, I would kind of notice every time he'd come back to town, like I was a little bit more confident, a little bit more confident until we kind of like, we're really able to get on the same page. And Mike is just smartest, one of the smartest guys I know, like his retention for facts. I'm like, I'm like, because you feel like you spend so much time with somebody and you're like, when do you, when do you do this? Like, when do you learn all this stuff? Like, I feel like I'm so stuck in like what I'm doing presently that I'm not like ever really going that far outside the realm of like what I feel like I need to be doing. And Mike is just incredibly bright, really honest, kind person, and just so supportive. Like he is down for whatever, he's down to roll his sleeves up and just make whatever happen in whatever way that he can. And with Alex, just he's, he's the one that we met a little bit later on, but one of those people that it was just instantly like, how have I not known you my whole life? Just mm -hmm. great energy, super passionate, has shown me so much music, has like really redefined my, my approach to music and so talented, such a sweetheart, very charming. And just, I admire them all. I mean, I could go on and on about all of them because I just feel like, I mean, people say all the time, like you are who you spend your time with and just what a blessing to be able to spend time with those guys and just have them constantly uplift me and show me new ways to approach life and approach music and man, if I could be anything like any of those guys, what a gift that is to life, you know? We do this thing for like each other's birthday every year where no matter who's at, and it's really cool because no matter who's at the house, even if it's like a, like, like a girlfriend of one of our friends or whoever, somebody that we've never even spent that much time with, like no matter who's at the house, like sharing in the birthday dinner, like, whoever's birthday at some point, like we all, and it's usually like when we're about to eat cake, like we hold the cake hostage and be like, all right, like you can get a piece, but like we all go around if it's Donnie's birthday, like we all go around and, and like say what Donnie means to us. And, and I think it's important, like, and it's something that I really value about my friendships, even outside of the band is like a lot of my friends were call each other on the phone people like we're not just leaving it up to text and just these like short check-ins but like really love catching up and like we're we're all the type of people that say I love you and we get off the phone and just we're not so guarded like we want we want to to be close with one another and I mean every day is precious and like how fortunate to have people that you care about in your life and so um Oh, always trying to go to that deeper level and 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 it's 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 mixed so I had like my bachelor party um back in October and we joked around where it's like man how cool is it that like we're a group of guys that can can go to that sensitive place with one another can be honest and vulnerable with each other but equally like demented and silly and weird and like like we're all like partying while we have like she's the man with like amanda Bynes on the tv <laughs> or like my big fat greek wedding just like we're equally silly and i think that uh to be able to kind of have it be all fun and all games but also like it's all love too. I think that that's the experience just generally with all my relationships and with everything that, that I do try and just keep it lighthearted, but also very real, you know? Amazing. Amazing. So next I want to talk to you about originality and authenticity, which can be like obviously loaded terms. I'd love to hear how you approach originality and authenticity and like the, since these are kind of vague concepts, like what originality and authenticity mean for you? I think it just means 
doing what feels good to you. And I think it's okay to be influenced. Like, I think that it's okay to be inspired and I don't think that that takes away from your originality or your authenticity. I think that it's that you're doing what you love and doing what feels good. And I think that that's all that matters. Like, I think it's like a really interesting and I, and I catch myself the same way too, where it's like, we're in a scene where it's like a lot of us have come up listening to a lot of the same bands and Anytime I do like an interview or somebody after a show is like, man, like, who are your favorite guitar players? Or like, who are your, like, you almost always feel like, or you'll see it online. Like everybody could be a fan of fish aside from people that are in a band and they're like, oh man, like, seems like they listen to fish or whatever. It's just like, well, fuck. Yeah. I mean, how the hell do you end up here in this scene? If like you didn't like the dead or you didn't like fish or you didn't like, insert whatever band that we all go to see at these festivals or whatever. And so even for me, like, I feel like this, there's plenty of influences. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I listen to in my own time, isn't really the jam band stuff as much anymore, but like in my heart and soul, like, like what brought me here? It's like, yeah, there's always this like hesitancy to be like, Oh, well, like, Jerry Garcia and Trey Anastasio and Lowell George or whatever. You always feel like you got to like say something that's outside the box. And, and I feel like this year, like going into this year, like upon some of my reflections of the last year, it's like, fuck all that shit. Like, like, so what if something sounds like it was inspired by, it's like, if the music is supposed to live on, if it's supposed to carry on, like at some point you're going to be wishing that like, people were absorbing more of that and putting it into their own music. And so I think that that's the main thing about like, it, that's, that's being authentic is being like, this is music that is meaningful to me. And there's plenty of other stuff that I do that like, isn't defined by any of that stuff. So if some of these things that have been a part of my life for however many years, like trickles in, it's just like, well, I, think that's a beautiful thing and I think that that's that is being real with yourself that's being authentic and not feeling like you have to be like sounding you don't have to tippy toe around these things that it's just like are very real to you in your life that the way you put it it would almost be inauthentic like if you really wanted to play something in a moment but it then triggered thought that it sounds like x y and z to avoid it would be kind of contriving what you really wanted to do for like the perception of it, which, so the way you're putting it, it's almost like inauthentic not to kind of follow those influences. Totally. And I think that like, I mean, I listen to a band like fish and it's like, I hear the who I hear Frank Zappa. I hear the grateful debt. I hear all of these things. And it's just, I think we've even talked about it before, but it's just like, what makes you, you is the sum of your parts. Like it's, it's, it's all of your influences put together. And that's like what creates something new and something beautiful. And like, we're all exposed to music. We're all, we're all seeking music. It's like, none of us live on an Island of one. So like, I feel comfortable to say like, yeah, like I am some of this and I am some of that, but I'm also all these other things and how it all enters the melting pot is what makes me, me like, and like, it's like anything, it's art, it's whatever. It's just like, you see things and they resonate with you and you're not copying anything, but like, if that resonated with you, that's going to stick with you in some way. And that's going to come out in your painting. That's going to come out in your writing. If you li if you read all these books and you love all these authors, like, like some of that language, some of that way of expressing yourself is going to be influenced. And I think that that's okay. And I think that being original doesn't mean that like you're doing something that has never been done before. I think that you, and it's what's beautiful about our community of of music but it's 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 taking the sum of your parts and doing something it's all meant to be additive and yeah i totally agree it's like to to 
to fight that intuition would be going against what feels true to you. This is Flowers on the Stage, a podcast about being creative and finding success. To support it, please check out our sponsors, New Belgium Brewing, Thrax CBD, and Ticket Relief, the ticketing company that plants trees with a portion of each ticket sold. And now, back to the episode. I'd love to hear from your perspective, what's involved with being a great leader and what that looks like. Well, it's a learning process always. And I think that we in the band all, all try and lead in our own ways. And we all kind of like hold down our own forts in, in this whole thing, especially as it grows. It's like, there's, there's so much stuff going on always, but I think, I think being a leader is, is seeing value in every component of your team and the journey and that like somebody needs to have an idea but just as much as somebody having an idea it's also super important and so much value and the person that's down to go for that idea mm. and I think that sometimes it's easy to get frustrated to be like oh like like we need more we're in we're in the era of more like we need more we need more we're all we're all musicians but we're all marketers and we're all content creators and we're all these types of things and so there's never there's never a time where there's too many ideas and i think that sometimes when you're like feeling that burden of like there's so much to do there's so much to 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 worry about like you could sometimes be like oh like we like does anybody else have anything? And and I think that like being down for whatever is just as valuable as the person that came. Because if no one was down to do your idea, then it wouldn't even matter if somebody had it. So I think being a great leader is knowing how to give everybody the ball and how to, to keep things in motion and keep everybody feeling good and uplifted. But I also think that it's like, humbling yourself to know that it's like that like we're all gonna we're all gonna have our moment we're all gonna have different things at different times and we all pick each other up at different times and like if you're feeling good and you're feeling inspired and people are down to take that journey with you then that's amazing because there's going to be a time where you need the help and you're not feeling that inspired or that creative or whatever. And somebody's going to have something and, and now you get to be the guy that's like, let's do it. And I, and I, and we feel that all the time. I mean, it's, it's totally on a rotation with us and it's great. It's great to have four people plus our management and everything to kind of just always keep something flowing. Somebody has got something and just knowing how to be the guy that is, coming up with the plan and how to execute it and also being the guy to say, Hey, let's, I, I, I'm tapped out and let's, let's do whatever, let's do whatever it is that you want to do and let's make it all happen. Hmm. What's something that you believe now that you didn't believe when you were younger? Hmm. Um, tough question, man. I think, uh, and it can be about life. It can be about how you carry yourself as a person. It can be about how, how music works. It can be about what you want out of life. It can be about what life is to you. Yeah. Any of these things. Yeah. I guess um, it's like that movie Soul. Did you, did you see that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like you're going, you're going, you're going to try and, and that, end up. That leaf is falling. Yeah. And then you finally realize like, oh, you've been in the ocean the whole time. Like you've been there the whole time. And so I think that like, it's so important to have goals. It's so important to be motivated and to dream. But I think that like being able, and that's, that's a lot of my reflection of this last year is like being able to do what we do at all is is consistently the dream come true every day is a dream come true and i think that sometimes when you're caught up in like expectation or 
where you're at in the journey and where you hope to be. I mean, every year, like we all come up with all the things that we hope to see happen in those in, in that year. But the fact that you can even, especially if you're doing what you love and you're doing it with people that you care about and getting to play music for people that we love and people that give their hearts to what we do. It's like even being able to sit down and write a list of anything that I hope that happens is already a dream come true. And I think the same thing is true for life. It's like the fact that you have another year ahead of you and another opportunity to do whatever it is that you hope to see happens, like just to be able to put that pen to the paper, that's the dream come true. And no matter what happens after it, it's all good because like you're, you're in it, you're, you're, you're doing it. It's, it's, I think sometimes we can get caught up in being like, like, man, like, I, I feel like we're doing it now. It's like, we've been doing it the whole time. And so I think that that's, that's maybe something when I was younger, just having all these hopes and dreams and all these intended outcomes and everything like that. I think that there's like an illusion and you hear it all the time from people that are like very successful. Like uh, I remember reading like Steve Jobs, like some of his final thoughts, like before the end of his life, when he knew that he was dying. It's like, yeah, all that type of stuff is true is that it's like, like there's so much stuff that doesn't matter. And there's so much stuff that you take for granted that like when you're looking back um, and, I've, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, that it's just like, I just don't want to look back when I, when I'm 20 years from now and I'm thinking on these times, like, I don't want to look back on a guy that was only looking forward. Like I want to be somebody that's present in my moments. And so when I think back to my life, I can think about who I was in those moments and how I was feeling and not just always be somebody that's like looking ahead and worrying about the future and worrying about how things are going to happen. And just like knowing that I'm putting the intentions out there, knowing that I'm manifesting and, and calling my shots and then how everything works out is just, there's only so much that's up to us. And so just like be cool with the fact that like life is a ride and how fucking lucky we are to be on it. This quote sticks with me by it's from a billion, like this like 50 year old billionaire kind of dude. And he says he would he would give all his money for the chance to be 30 again. And that like really puts into perspective, like we're 30 wanting some sort of outcome, but <laughs> realizing that the fact that we're we have life in front of us is more valuable than anything that life could yield. Totally. Yeah. And like. Like every year is, it's funny. Like, I, I wonder if it's like a, it's like a curve. It's like at some point it starts going down, but it's like every year has been the best year. Like I remember thinking about being 30 years old and being like, oh my God, like 30. Like I remember thinking like when I was younger about what a 20 year old was like, and man, was I wrong? Like, and, um, and I just, yeah, I wonder, I, I I truly wonder about that type of stuff because every year has been such a blessing and every year feels like this is the age that I'm meant to be. And I, I wonder if at some point it's going to be like, man, I wish I was 30 again. Or if it's like, I'm going to be 70. Like I look at my grandpa and he's like 85 and like people will like joke on him all the time because like he's become more and more as the year, years go by very emotional and I remember like 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 getting married like under the hoopah and like giving my vows and being like I cannot I, like my grandpa's in the front row and I'm like I cannot look at him I can't listen for him because I will just cry my eye like I was trying to stay strong and like just like hearing like even just a little bit of like his emotion and and like, I'll always say, like, I'm like, man, what a dream come true to be that guy, like to be looking. He's got four children that have brought him so many grandchildren. Now he's a great grandfather and just 
to have done right by his family and to be at my wedding, to be there for my sister's kid being born, like to be there for all the graduations. And it's just like, how wouldn't you cry at every opportunity? Like what a life well lived. And like, and if there's like a goal that I have, the ultimate goal is to just to be anything like him, to just to have done so right by your family and created so many opportunities and be supportive and to be around, to be around for all of these blessings that life has brought you um, and to be at the head of that table and being like, this is because of me. Like, this is, this is because of the person that I was in my life. It's like, man, I have a hard time believing that if I was that 85 year old, that I would wish that I was 30, you know, mm. I feel like I would be, I feel like I'd be looking back and then looking where I am and being like, wow, like what a, fucking life dude what an opportunity and um yeah i just i i resonate with him so much amen i love it all right i have a cool question to follow that up with what do you think future you would say to you now if given the chance um keep going i think uh we all have like so much distraction and everything and it's, e it's easy to get caught up in just everything that gets, that gets thrown our way. And I think just keep going, keep following your heart, keep, keep doing what you're doing in love and keep showing love to the people you care about and just follow your heart hmm. i think it's it yeah i don't know what's been the thing in your life that's been the greatest teacher for you patience hmm. i think um and that eagerness is a bitch i think that it's it's important to have drive. It's, it's important to be motivated, but eagerness is, is a sneaky one that, that you're trying to, whether it's trying to cut steps or hoping things happen for you in a way that you feel like you have a lot of control over or something. And just so many times, like I wished something would happen for me at, at a certain point in my life. And like, looking back being like man thank god it didn't happen when i wanted it to because i wouldn't have been ready or like or i wouldn't have been here where i am now and like you want all these things to happen but i truly i think that that's the theme of of life is just like that like you have to be patient and that doesn't mean like like you don't have influence it just means that like all you can do is just like work hard and stay busy and do what you love and 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 do what feels true to you and then just i think patience is a real thing that constantly i'm 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 wrestling to be like like i do have control and i do have influence but only over so much and so to be trust in the process like trust in the journey and just do what you need to do and do what you want to do. But that doesn't mean that everything is just going to happen because you, because you wanted to. Hmm. What about you? What, you? what, what, what word for you? Yeah. What's um, a teacher for you? I almost want to say guilt. Like, yeah you know, born in the first world, been given such a great opportunity to have an amazing life. And to make an analogy, you know, you can, you can have fitness goals, but then you get stoned one night, and you eat the entire box of cookies. And then the way you feel that next day, and the just kind of the inner shame of letting yourself down in, you know, that moment of weakness the night before, that feeling, you know, looking back on on something like with a little bit of guilt like that. Uh, I think that that's the thing in my life that's motivated me the most, you know, whether that's homework I didn't do a class I skipped or 
a conversation I wasn't present with, uh, or whatever that might be a lover who I didn't treat right, you know, knowing that it's, that I'm capable of screwing things up in a massive way. And that I have before as a reference point to like, get it right. That's been the greatest teacher for me, I think. Wow. Life is so interesting because inspiration can come from either side of the fence. Like it could be like, oh, I'm doing things out of love. Like I'm doing these things inspired by my partner that that I love so much or by this friendship that's really special or this music that's inspired me. But also like a motivator is like, and you could you could call it guilt, but you could also call it like learning from your mistakes. And um, but but nonetheless, like an experience that maybe like didn't sit right with you and like like love can be a motivator and fear could be a motivator. I um, there's two commencement speeches that like resonate with me really deeply. One of them is Jim Carrey, um, which it's like a 25 minute commencement speech that just like has truly shaped my life and his whole thing is like choose love over fear like do things out of love not fear and he also says something that I love where he goes um uh have faith not hope hope is a beggar that walks through the fire and faith is what leaps over the fire and I, I really like that but then there's the Denzel Washington one where he's using this analogy of like, imagine you're on your deathbed and all the ghosts of the things that you could have done or should have done are all around you and being like, why didn't you do this? Like, and, and like, like you don't want those ghosts to be visiting you in your time where you want to feel peace and you want to feel like at, at feel good about how you lived your life. And, um, both things have resonated with me in a really deep way, but one of them is saying, choose love, not fear. Like don't do things out of the fear of those ghosts. Like do it out of what mm -hmm. is, is, is like your passion and your heart. And, 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 and the other one is like, Hey, but like, if you don't do those things that you believe in, if you don't do that idea that you thought was a good idea, like that shit's going to be sitting with you for the rest of your life. And like the shoulda, woulda, coulda mentality. And so it, it is really interesting how like, just to just to hear you say that, um, it really is interesting how like, you can kind of get to the same place from like very different ideals and, and both of them can resonate with you just as deeply. Yeah, and there's like a nuanced, there's a nuance to it where it's playing almost like playing defense against the things where you don't want to let yourself down. So you're like avoiding let down. But then there's also, like you mentioned, doing things because, or maybe like Jim Carrey mentioned, like doing things because you love them, not avoiding like the fear around it. And it's, that's like being on offense. Like you're not avoiding a mistake, but you really want, you know, for example, like the health analogy, you really want to, you know, put yourself in a situation where you're healthy when you're older and when you feel great and can do great things. And like you love, that feeling of good energy as opposed to just wanting to avoid um weight on the scale for example right and, it's, it, and, it's, and it is interesting because like you know the more that we talk about it i think that one uh gives you grace like when you do things out of love like you're you're staying present you're acting on gratitude and like you give yourself grace like you love being in shape, but yeah, you love cookies. Like eat those cookies one night. Like don't eat the cookies every night. Mm -hmm. Go, go get after it the next day. But like, man, if you love cookies, don't, ever, don't not ever eat cookies again. And I think the other thing, um, which is like what my fear is in life is just being on that defense, like being so precautionary of, of like, I don't want to have this be unfulfilled that like, it makes it harder to stop and, and take it all in. And like, um, mm. and I just want to be, I want to be here right now. And I, and I want to give myself grace and I want to, and I want to show love 
for myself. And I think, I think both of them will get you to the same place ultimately, but like, and I don't know, I don't know the answer, but I'm hearing, I'm hearing from you, like that precautionary approach. It, it, it almost reminds me of the Nick Saban approach. I just finished Nick Saban biography, big fan. And he's one thing is that he, even the second after winning a national championship, he is stressing about the next year and trying to critique something that went wrong in the third quarter, but they literally just won the national championship or people are like, coach, why can't you enjoy this? And it's right. like, and it all sounds good, right? It sounds like, man, this dude is like, he's, he's like going for it and he works hard and like, and it, and it all sounds like inspiring in some way to be like, man, like, and I used to be that way, like a lot more to like go on a tour and, and people be like, man, how is the tour? It's like, well, there's another one coming up. Like I can't, and nobody's saying like, spend, spend two weeks of your life or a month or a year, like just relishing on this thing that already happened. Like, but man, stop for some, like, at least when you won, like, and go out for the night, like celebrate with the people that you did this with. And like, there's always going to be the, God willing, the next opportunity to go after it and go get it. And you know yourself and you know that you're going to go and get after it. And like, I just think that you got it. You got to stop and smell the smell the roses. Right. Yeah, that I, I would love to poetically and cornily. Um, this name is of this podcast is Flowers on the Stage. And it's like, you know, artists, anyone, you're just go, go, go. And you know, people like you and things like Eggy and this, you know, you, you make great music, but a lot of a lot of us are fans of you just because like we love you guys. We love to see, you know, how sincere you guys are and how it comes out through your music. And yeah, like pivoting this to the idea of just stopping and taking a moment and really like letting it letting it hit, letting it land. Like, wow, you know, it's been 11, 12 13 years you stuck together and look at look at what you've done and look at the kind of life you know you've set yourself up for I mean that's the point of this podcast is, is to take that deep breath um what an awesome conversation right now man uh, well thank you and and I, I just want to say like these these types of moments are those opportunities for me and so I appreciate you having me on and just like uh being able to just be reflective and and not just in my own head, but share that experience with you. Like this is the, this is stopping and smelling the flowers for me and just taking a good look at life. And um, so I appreciate you creating those opportunities for me and and for other people, because it, it is important. Can you talk to me about something in your life or in your playing that you don't do that you think helps you be at your best? I think there are things that I do that I tell myself not to do. I think that I'm always like wrangling that beast of like, you know, people talk about flow and people talk about just being in the moment and all these types of things. And, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm in the point of my life right now where I'm just, in order to like correct those moments of like, if I'm in a jam and I feel like lost or I feel like I'm focusing on the wrong thing, like I'm trying to have more tools of what I can do. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I know that doesn't totally answer the question, but like, I, I just read this book, um, uh, Ikigai, have you heard of it? Yeah, I have. There's like these four pillars, which is do what you love. Mm-hmm do what you're good at, do what the world needs and do what you could be paid for. And in the book, like they like look at this sector of Japan in Okinawa, where there's like the most amount of like centarians per capita in the whole world. So people that are living to like 120 years old. And the whole thing is like, like there's no like direct translation in the way that we have it in America of like, or in the Western world of like, um, like, uh, like uh, 
retirement. Like you do what you love and you do it always. You do it for the rest of your life. You do something that you care about so much that like you're always staying busy. Like you're, you're always, always staying busy, but not in this like unhealthy way, but like in a healthy way, like you're doing something that gives you. And so they talk a lot about flow in it. And I guess, I guess I can find an answer. What I try and not do is, so there's, there's an example where it's like, if you do something that's too easy, it makes you bored. And if you do something that's fighting off way too much, like it can give you anxiety, it can give you like stress and like you reach that flow by doing something that's just like a little bit out of reach. So like if you're a graphic designer or something, like don't worry about learning all of these new things in one day, just like take one week and like try and add some new shortcut or new, new, new way of understanding the program that you use every week or if it's or if it's playing music like try and play something that you haven't played before like don't worry about being like this whole new musician just like try and slowly add and so i think that i've never had a problem with thankfully with doing too little i feel like i people will ask me like oh what what's something you're not great at doing i'm like chilling i'm not yeah i'm not that great at chilling like uh, but I've bit off more than I can chew a number of times. And that's what kind of sends you in these like mm -hmm. spirals of your thoughts and, and feeling like overwhelmed or like not able to, to touch that gratitude, like not feeling like grounded in, in where you are and feeling like the balance of life, but being, so I, I'm trying to know that I'm going to strive for more, but be like a little bit more mindful of like that, that whole, it's, it's all these cliches, like Rome wasn't built in a day. It's like, it's like, know what you're setting out for, but like, really like, don't throw too, too much at you because then like you get overwhelmed and then you don't even do it. So I guess that mm -hmm. whether it's a jam, like whatever, like the, the whole patience thing and, and, just trying to be mindful and strive strive for more and touching places that we haven't gone to before or reaching goals that we have have yet to accomplish but like especially like being in the beginning of the year like knock one thing off the list a day or a week or a month or whatever like don't constantly be looking at the whole list and feeling like you have to to do all of that all at once. Mm. Yeah. 100%. As a musician, what would you say is most important for you when you think about like how you define success for yourself? Kind of the theme of the whole conversation, just like happiness, you know, being happy, being grateful. And knowing that everything is just like a moment in time and that like ultimately like you could want to leave a legacy, you could want to do something that like impacts the whole world or whatever. But like, but like as artists, it's like, and you see it all the time, like with painters or something where it's like, people didn't even really care that much about this artist when they had lived or something. And then all of a sudden now their paintings are worth millions and millions of dollars. And so, or like some song, like, you know, Jackson Brown wrote like these days when he was like a teenager. And like some of those lyrics are just like, you know, don't confront me of my failures. I've not forgotten them. Like how does a teenager say something like that? Right. It's like, so like heavy, but it's like, but did he know as a teen? I mean, maybe I haven't asked him, but like, did he know when he was a teenager that like this song is going to like transcend like generations and be, and I think that like, none of us know how anything works out. So it's like feeling good in the moment. And like, we just recorded uh, an album last year. And that was like the theme of the album was like, there's going to be more songs. There's going to be another album. Like, like, 
let's just take a photo photograph of a moment in time and like not worry about like is this something that's going to have this lasting impression because ultimately like that's totally not up to us like that's mm -hmm. that's the part of the job that we have no influence over so i think that just success for me is just like the opportunity to do it to and to just take meaning in the small moments and that life is the collection of all those small moments and just not worrying about like just the the ripple and and even if the whole world becomes just my world like if i can make a difference in in whatever community that i'm a part of or the life and relationships that i get to share like 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 my grandpa like isn't that a life well lived to mm -hmm. look down at your family and be like, well, I changed these people's lives. And I mean, and and he was a great person. His, I, I was reading like a, a letter that my uncle had written to my grandpa on the day of his retirement. And um, he used this, like, he had this memory where he's like, I remember working um, somewhere that my grandpa had gotten him the gig. He was doing like an internship there. It was like, um, and he's like, and seeing like all these people stop what they were doing for their work and like shaking my grandpa's hand and being like I'd never seen that happen for any other sales rep that that walked through the building and he's like the amount of love and respect that you must have shown everybody from the people up at the top to like all the just like employees in their entry positions he's like you saw value in what everyone was doing and you were kind and respectful to everybody and he's like you probably don't even remember that but he's like that had a lasting impression on on me and um so yeah just being good just being kind just being appreciative in in the world and in the interactions that you have and i think that mm. only then do does life or the universe i mean that is the reward so if anything else comes after that that's the icing and that that's such a great mindset because that's something you can completely control yeah action actionable that's that's what i'm trying to worry about this year is just like and i you know i say i'm trying to worry but i'm, I'm obviously not trying to worry but the, what i'm trying to take into action this year is is things that i can that i can do like something that i can say hey i could actually see myself doing that today or like inching across on this thing today and like really just focusing on what I can control and see where that leads me because I, I do feel like a lot of my life has been and I feel like we're all susceptible to it with social media and all these things I mean it's it's things that get said over and over and over again but it's all very real it's, it's the life that we're living and at some point in like the history books like this moment in time that we're all sharing like it's going to be profound. I mean, we're, we're so, it's been so incremental in our lives. Like it's been introduced. Like I remember when somebody that I know got an iPod touch and I remember like my mind was blown and I was like, I don't think I'll ever like be able to get this iPod touch. Like I've got, I've got it. And it makes phone calls too. And you know, it's like, some of these things just happen so slowly and here we are and it's just like and and it, it it's felt natural for how unnatural of a of a thing that it is but like i really feel like we're all sharing in this moment and going through this thing together that it will be looked upon as like wow like what a test for humanity that we've all been going through and and sharing in and so i think that i've myself as as i'm sure a lot of people have who've just like gotten caught up in just like so much information that i just don't think that we're like made to be able to process and like it we could all have different ways of navigating it and ways of shutting it off and um but it doesn't mean that like we're not all affected by it in some way even if you're affected by it maybe you don't have social media but your best friend does and you're seeing what they're going through and that affects you or whatever. It's just like, it's, we're all a part of this in some way. And so, uh, yeah, I think that just like 
taking control over what I actually have a say in and just doing my best to just not, not concern myself or not worry with things that just like are simply not in my power. Mm. Well, Jake, man, this has been so awesome. Thanks so much for, for taking the time here. Thank I'd you, love man. to hear, you know, as we're wrapping up, talk to me a little bit about Wayless. Oh yeah. Um, kind of like my, like, like anything, I'm, I'm really bad at having hobbies. Um, I, I, I get into something and then it just becomes like a bigger than myself. And I, I luckily the things that I involve myself, I enjoy doing very much, but it was, it started off with quarantine and having so much time on my hands and like seeing cool, like clothes and garments and stuff online and being like, I don't really want to like, I don't really want to buy any of this stuff or seeing, seeing a bunch of stuff and being like, Oh, imagine if it could be like this, imagine if like this existed. And so I got myself like a really like introductory level embroidery machine and like ran that thing till it's absolute death. Um, and then decided that it was something that I wanted to keep going in. And just like, it's, it's, it's my own way of like expressing myself differently than music. It keeps, I love the variety of it in that like, I have these little things, whether it's like embroidery or silk screening, I started over the last year or painting or music or whatever, like basketball, like all these outlets that just like keep everything fresh and have something else that I can kind of do. And it's been one of the most special parts about Wayless is the like another opportunity to connect with people that uh, are familiar with me and my music and just like some of the, the projects that I've been fortunate enough to do. I've done, I've done stuff from like, memorials for people's pets or memorials for people that have like lost somebody that that were important in their life or uh incorporating somebody's wedding dress into a, a garment or just like all of these really really amazing things um that just people have entrusted me with sharing that experience with me and and trusting me to make art that feels representative of those types of things and so been a really really cool thing it's something that i love to do um and just like the music i'm i'm excited to see where it goes and i am appreciative that there are people that respond to that part of my my creativity as well so everyone out there listening we got links in the description where you can check out waylist and who knows? Maybe Jake's got some availability here in the in the near future. You could put an order in with him if you so desire. And we've also got tickets for Eggy Tour, the summit on February fourteenth. And yeah, wherever you are, you know, who knows? Maybe you know they're stopping by a, a city near you. Uh, Jake, man, so glad to to talk with you here. This is such an awesome conversation. Thanks again, man. Thank you, man. Always a pleasure. Mm -hmm.